Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. I'm Dana Zook. Today, I'm excited to interview a special guest, Eldon Campbell. Those of you in Enid probably know him as the guy behind the meat counter at TNC Meats. It's a local butcher shop. He's one of the founders and owners, and he's going to tell us about the shop. And he's going to tell us about a new venture that he has coming up locally called Chisholm Trail Meats. Is that right, Eldon? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I'm excited to hear all about that. So before we dive in and I pellet you with questions, why don't you give us a little background, tell the listeners kind of where you grew up, what led you to maybe what you're doing now, and and then we'll dive into it. Very good. Um Dana said, I'm Eldon Campbell, the owner of TNC Meats here in Enid. I grew up a little stone's throw away from Enid in Hunter, Oklahoma, on the family farm, about 25 miles from here, so to speak. Grew up on a wheat and stalker cattle operation that transitioned to no-till in the late 90s, kind of an early adopter of no-till was my dad. And we did wheat, milo, stalker cattle, soybeans, dabbled in canola, a little bit of everything growing up and into my 20s. Went to Palm Creek Hunter High School in Grant County where I did meat judging through 4-H extension um, all the way through high school. Went to American Royal in Denver through that and then got into college being a meat judger. So did a two-year stint at Coffeyville Community College where I was an all-American meat judger. And then on to Oklahoma State, where I continued the meat judging career and worked in the Food and Ag Products Center and learned how to butcher. Okay. So that kind of leads us to where we are. I got out of college, um, came back to Enid to help with the family farm, and got a job at Advanced Pierre Foods, which is now Tyson, as a quality assurance supervisor. Did that for about eight months and got into protein purchasing, so managed protein purchasing of pork, turkey, and deli products for 10 of their plants nationwide for a couple of years. Okay. And then I got really tired of the office world being a tractor kid and quit my job. And we won a business plan competition back in 2014 with a little seed money and started working on TNC Meats and then opened in February of 2017. Okay. So. I forgot about the, the competition. Yep. That kind of got you going. Yeah, we, we got talked into taking a s- small business class at Autry Tech here, and okay. then we'd kind of, Tyler, my partner and I, who I met working at Advance, okay. um, he's still a food scientist for Tyson. We were on the fence and on the fence and on the fence, and about the night before, we had all these ideas in our head, and they were like, hey, you really need to enter this, but it's got to be on paper, and we're like, what's a business plan? We don't even <laughs> realize, understand that. <laughs> And so we stayed up till midnight in our offices and made a business plan and won. Cool. Okay. So was that, I'm curious, was that like a local business competition or was that like a statewide thing? That was local um, Cherokee Strip. So they do it through Autry every year. Okay. Um, Okay. But it was $10,000 in seed money, cash, and then $5,000 in like and kind services from Autry. So... Okay. We use a business incubator for planning, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Yep. So that kind of, so you started with them. Yep. Okay. And the business incubator, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it's the Jim Strait Center. So it's for any small business. I know there's been some soil sampling businesses in there, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We weren't really able to do full scale food production in there. Like we kind of wanted to, but we right. used it for development. A lot of, you know, we GC'd our own build out when we found a building where TNC Meats is currently. Mm -hmm. Used it for construction planning, meetings, that kind of stuff. Um, 
further development of the business. Yeah, that's a really cool thing that is here in Enid at Autry Tech. It's a part of the career yep. tech. So that's a really neat thing that right. you were able to utilize. And so that was one of my questions. And so I'm glad we, we addressed that. <laughs> so tell us, make sure that everybody knows what's the T and what's the C. So the T is for Tate and the C is for Campbell. So okay. Tyler Tate and Eldon Campbell. Okay. Um, we went around a lot of names with the meat industry. There's a lot of clever, punny names you can use. Right. We kept it very simple. And yeah, just made it easy. Starting a business isn't necessarily something, you know, relaxing or something to do in your free time. How did you balance that with the farm and everything? Because uh, you had a plan, yeah. right? When you quit your job, you had a plan. Yep. There was a lot of give and take. I worked for a neighbor for a year when I quit my job uh, farming full time, as well as taking care of our 800 acres on the farm. And then as we got more into it, you know, the farming... Full-time farming was not cohesive to developing a business. Right. <laughs> we all know the hours it takes for that. Yeah. So I actually got a job at Lowe's for a little bit to mm -hmm. kind of keep some cash in my pocket and work more on the business. And while I was at Lowe's, I met my wife. So that was a great thing. Excellent. I didn't the, know that. That's the, fantastic. The world has a unique way of developing plans for you, so to speak. <laughs> um, right. But then... I worked at Lowe's up until right when we got the shop going. And mm -hmm. then I continued to farm for about the first three and a half years of running the retail shop. And then in 2020, we, my brother and dad and I decided to give it up. My brother's a plant manager for Tyson. So okay. it was all kind of on the side. And while we were doing pretty good, you know, we were able to have a really good wheat crop for many years in a row and get out without the bank on our butts. So it, right. was, it was kind of the time, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It presented the time. So just goes to speak on the things you do to open your own business. I, I guess it's just, it takes a lot. It takes a lot yeah. of balance. It takes a lot of things. I guess I, it's interesting to hear people's story on how they did it. My my a mom owns her own business, but and you know, farm we farm right. on the side. And so I think it's always the story, you know, it's always very romantic to think you're gonna start your own business. It sounds very fun, but there's a lot of things that go with it, right? So you're the owner, founder, part founder, part owner. Right. But that doesn't really encompass everything you do. It's not all just cutting up meat. No. Right. Um, so <laughs> it's the business side, right? Right. The business side and learning the business side and retail margins in the food industry. Uh, you know, the average grocery store net margin nationwide is 1%. Okay. Net margin at the end of the year. So, you know, your big grocery stores, they're all running on volume. TNC was, we wanted to focus more on quality. Um, our big thing was you couldn't get a good steak in Enid. You could get an okay steak. Mm -hmm. But um, so, you know, we through our network at Advance and Tyson, you know, we know of Creekstone Farms in Arc City. Right. Um, they're the premier Angus packer in the country. Mm -hmm. um, they only accept, you know... 100% black 100% black, okay. Um, yeah, they're very, very detailed on their sourcing end, and it makes the life of the cutter, the steak cutter, so to speak, really easy as far as selling their product. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of partnered with them. We buy box beef from them. We go to Arc City every week and get beef bring it back we have our own box truck so there's that side of it um mm -hmm. so your truck driver there's check that yeah, box truck yeah. driver truck driver meat sourcer uh, check <laughs> meat that box <laughs> um and then you know we did the construction ourselves so we learned all about construction and got a bond and a insurance to do that within the city and the permits and all that stuff for the shop 
you know, we did all the framing, everything like that inside ourselves with the help of some friends. But I mean, it was a lot of up there till midnight every night. Right. You know, Tyler would get off at Tyson. I'd be there all day or I'd get off right. at Lowe's. We'd go up there and work. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of that. So building design, food, sanitary design, cooler design, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's not just a house. It's someplace no. that you have to prepare food. So it has to be to a right. certain level of cleanliness. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, you get into what soaps to use, sanitizers, right. um, you know, knives, how to train people. I mean, small businesses, <laughs> it's a whirlwind. And so you do some catering too, a little bit of that. We do a little bit of catering. He's uh, not advertising that right now. He's, <laughs> he's giving me this look like, yeah. oh my God, don't tell people I do that. I, I do do a little bit of catering. I, I enjoy catering. I grew up, my mom had a bakery in Hunter when uh-huh. I was a small child. And then once she didn't have a bakery, she's a dietitian. She did a lot of wedding cakes and I got drug around. <laughs> I see. Um, helping set up wedding cakes and stuff. So catering's always kind of been something I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, takes me back to childhood, I guess. Right. It's a, it's a fun thing to do, but it can be very stressful. Um, yeah. We don't have necessarily the space to do it where mm-hmm. we're at um, to a full scale. So, you know, in the future, we may do more mm-hmm. as we get more space, so to speak. But yeah, it's small businesses. You never, it's... I think that's why I love it so much is it, you never know what you're going to expect from day to day versus the corporate world. It's you might have a plan for the day and by 10 o'clock in the morning, your plan shot and you're doing something else. It's a lot like farming. Right. It's a, uh, right. you know, I think that's what I've always enjoyed about farming is every day was a different challenge. Right. And it takes a lot of patience to see the reward. At the end of those challenges. <laughs> you got to look at uh, the productivity in a different way. Yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. What did you accomplish that day and that sort of thing? Yep. So tell us a little bit more about the business. So how many people do you kind of have on staff at TNC? It's kind oh, of a rotating crew, right? Yeah, it's a rotating crew. At the peak of the pandemic, I think we had four full-time people. Okay. Um, right now we've got basically three full-time people, um, then several part-timers, and then Mm -hmm. Tyler and I are in and out. I do have a manager now at the store to kind of help me out as we launch the next venture, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Mainly we employ about six people total, but three full-time, a few Mm part-timers, and then Tyler and myself. We are open five days a week. We run through, I think, the last couple of years, we ran through about 120,000 units, so to speak. So either pounds of meat or jars, stuff like that. Okay. And that's a day or? That is a year. A year. So, okay. Okay. But I didn't know what we were talking We're in a 1,500 square foot retail right. shop. It is so. really small for those of you who haven't been there. It is kind of a tiny, tight space. I've been in the back too, and it's not any bigger than the right. Front. Right. Yeah. So it's amazing kind of what you do in that small space or what you can do. Right. So we do, we do a lot. Um, we try to do as much as we can ourselves with our own hands, so to speak. So mm-hmm. we get in box beef or box pork, but in bigger primals, we do all the grinding in-house. Nothing that gets sold as ground is ground outside of our shop. So we do the grinding, the sausage making, that type of stuff all mm-hmm. in-house. So Okay, yeah. cool. So full disclosure, I'm kind of an infrequent customer, but I do come for specific things. So listeners, listen up. These are the good things. I love the snack sticks. I love the maple bacon. That's my favorite. My husband likes the spicy ones. (laughs) We go for special steaks, you know, prime ribeyes, special occasion type things. Um, I should buy all my steaks there, but I just don't get around. I don't get around there. And then TNC Meats introduced me to this this amazing thing called a pork ribeye. And It is, for someone who grew up on pork, a lot of pork, it's 
it's the best thing ever. You will if you if you get a pork ribeye from TNC Meats, you will never want to eat a normal pork chop again. Tell us about the pork ribeye. So the pork ribeye is a process I learned at the Food and Ag Product Center in college. Um, it's a fat injected pork ribeye. Mm-hmm. So there's a system out there called Cazzini that some of the bigger packers use, like Seaboard or Clemens Foods is where we get them from. Okay. Um, they basically take the trim off the pork loin and emulsify it, that fat and inject it back in to mimic marbling and beef. Right. So pork doesn't naturally marble as well. Some of the heritage breeds do. But it just, it keeps that pork chop from drying out. Oh, so. yeah. It's just so tender. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the loin is more like the tenderloin of a pork, you know, of, you know, it just seems seems better to me. And I'm probably right. saying it wrong. It just seems the mouthfeel is so much right. more well, pork, moist. And... Pork is historically known for drying out. Right. With pork, historically, you know, the cooking temperatures have always been 160. We were afraid of trichinosis and things like that. And as pork has become cleaner to cook and cleaner in the process, you know, the cooking point for a pork chop is now 145 like a steak. So your average pork chop doesn't dry out as much anymore, but that is the pork ribeye. It's not going to be dry. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a more pleasant eating experience. And that's, it's like our number three seller overall. So, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Run out and buy the pork ribeye. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a, you can't always eat a prime steak. You can't always eat a prime ribeye. Um, not every week, but I mean, they're right. a little bit more affordable than that, but they're yep. just such a great eating experience. And I think that's, that's what we want as a shop. We want quality across the board. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the great steaks. We want to have the, the good ground beef, but good burgers, good sausages, good chicken breasts. Um, we, we sell a lot of marinated chicken wings that we marinate in house. Um, your pork chops, the pork ribeyes, uh, mm-hmm. just everything. We want all to be better quality, better eating experience. Cause that's what leads to repeat customers. Right. 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 So tell us, so I'm interested, what's your favorite, like couple top couple products, three products. You do great bratwurst. Yep. You do great burgers. Um, I mean, you've got a lot of different stuff. Well, nowadays we do a lot of stuff in the freezer. Mm-hmm. So we're doing. I know you've got some more freezer space. In there we're doing sides now. So okay. I mean, my favorite product right now is the street corn. We do a street corn dish. Really? So off oh. the meat subject, but yeah, we do a street corn dish. You can pop in the oven. I'll have to try that one out. Um, and a mac and cheese. Okay. So I took I took mac and cheese to a catering at a wedding a couple weeks ago and took like 35 pounds thinking I had enough and it got annihilated. (laughs) Half the line still is left. You know, I had the pulled pork and the beans and the barbecue stuff and everybody's like, I want more of that mac and cheese. Right. So that's, I mean, that's some things we're doing with the current economy. We're trying to do more variety of stuff for everyday eating, not just, Hey, I want that prime ribeye for the special occasions. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you can't live on that. I mean, you've got to be able to supply some other things. Right. Cool. And then, of course, the snack sticks are my favorite product because they're yeah. great tractor food. Right. Yeah. Just like we use them for a lot of times, like when we do like maybe a, a vacation or hiking right. trip or whatever, we take those along. That's yeah. really We good. do beef jerky, too. That's okay. That's our hit. Uh, probably our most hidden gem is the beef jerky. Okay. I didn't know that so, either. Yep. And you do want, you have some deli meats yep. occasionally. We do uh, turkey and ham primarily. We okay. make our own bologna. Oh. Um, so we have an all beef bologna we make in-house. We're wanting to work on some deli, more deli meats in-house in the future, but that's a whole nother art form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and you've only got so much sales space, so I right. suppose that's kind of Yeah, that's um, all mostly sliced to order. So, right. Yep. 
Yeah, and when you go in there, if there's not something you see, if they've got it in the back, they usually you yep. know, cut it up if you've got it. If you know, yep. just don't be afraid to ask. Right. So one more good thing. What else do you really like in there? Mm, what's what's it see. like a, a something someone should try if they've never been to your place before? Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, our yeah. bacon. <laughs> we oh. do we do our bacon in house too. So oh. we have a smoker in back. We make all our own smoked sausages, but okay. we cure and smoke all our own bacon. Oh, so yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we do a regular and a peppered. Um, yeah. Regular, we won the Oklahoma Texas Meat Processor Association um, Grand Champion for bacon this year. So okay, oh, I love peppered bacon. <laughs> so, Six sliced peppered bacon. That's yep. excellent. So that's great. So yep. there gives some people some ideas of what you have in in the retail space. I know you have a great following, um, but you wanted to take your business a step further. You had so much free time that you just thought you should invest <laughs> in it. Tell us about Chisholm Trail Meats. So Chisholm Trail Meats is a packing plant we are in the process of building. Since we opened in 2017, we've always got the calls asking if we processed or slaughtered or um, could do customer private label type stuff, and we really can't with the retail shop being a retail shop. So I had a third partner come in. He was working for us in 2020 and then he partnered in Matt Whitson and the grant money became available through the CARES Act. So we applied for that real quick. Another business plan, you know. Yeah. Seat of the pants type deal. And that was through the Department of Ag, right? Through the Oklahoma Department of Ag. Oklahoma Department of Ag. We got grant money through that and then we're like, oh, now we got to build a plant. Right. So fast forward two years later, um, we're a little bit crazy in the head, I think. We are the general contractors of our plant. Oh my gosh, I was so, going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> we we swore up and down we wouldn't do that and just we couldn't find the right fit for what we wanted in a contractor for this type of deal. Yeah. Um, granted, all the subcontractors are the right fit, but they're all guys we knew anyway or shopped with us. Um, try to keep it local as much as we can mm -hmm. on that. The need is out there for a custom slaughter plant in Oklahoma. And right. I mean, there's plenty being built. We're going a little bigger than most of the small ones. So we'll be able to kill 50 head a week pretty comfortably. 50 head of beef. Of beef. Yeah. We'll do pork and lamb and goats as needed. Okay. But we're going to be, as far as processing area, we're right at like 10,500 square feet. And then all our pens will be enclosed. So anything that's there overnight will be inside with food and water. Okay. Um, out of the out of the weather, so to speak. The heat and the cold and all yep. the things that um that's another couple thousand square feet. And then we've got offices and storage. So all under one roof, we're looking about sixteen thousand square feet. It's a big building. The it's, picture you sent me. Yeah, it's a it's a massive undertaking. Um <laughs> So no wonder you needed help at the store. Yeah, You're doing so all the to, building. I had to hire a manager because I'm doing all the building. It's been a slow process. Uh just the development and the you know, just getting the plans for something like this has been a not a headache, but it's been a process. Getting the engineered plans, getting everything approved with regulatory through the city, which they were easy to work with. Just actually getting that engineering stamp that says we're doing it right. Right. Um, it's not like building on the farm where you can just get a building kit and go. Yeah. Yeah. You just do whatever you want to do because it's right. your land. Um, it's your land here in the city, but there's like yep. ordinances and stuff like that. So we had, you know, we had to get insured and bonded again as a general contractor and then just getting everything lined out has been fun i'm um, sure this supply chain situation has been yep. extremely helpful oh, to the it's whole been awesome <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very been... sarcastic listeners very sarcastic 
we have we've been pretty fortunate. We've been working with our bank and ordering materials while we were waiting on final approval. So we finally got the final green light in June, and we got all our footings poured for the building. So we bought an existing building and property because that was kind of the most efficient way to do this. Mm-hmm. We're basically doubling the size of the building, but we didn't have to do a lot of the greenfield dirt work to do that. So we've had materials coming. We've got the metal frame up for the add-on. I uh, just got it up last week. And so now we're kind of working on underground plumbing. But, oh you know, like gosh. our rail system, the rail system we ordered last November. And it'll be, it's about ready. Okay. So just kind of stuff like that. I mean, it's, you got to have stuff in the pipeline all at multiple times a year in advance on this kind of deal. So Wild. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so those of you who, well, you probably noticed, listeners, during COVID, there was kind of a supply chain issue in the meat industry. There was a lot of people wanting to buy local beef, and that's through custom processing. You can buy halves, quarters, full size, you know, that sort of thing. Um, But custom processors can only handle so much, right? And then in addition to custom processing, you've got the ability to label. And so are you going to have the ability to... Yep. You know, people can bring, so simple terms, people can bring me, you, your, their animals that you can put a label on it and you have it inspected so it can be sold. Right. Right. So we're kind of looking at a multifaceted approach. We don't just want to be the custom guy who you bring us your beef, we kill it, cut it or harvest it, cut it to be technically correct. Right. No, that's all right. Cut it, package it, give it back to you. Um, and in that case, you would be selling halves and quarters if you didn't need the whole thing. Um, technically, that other person would be buying it on the hoof to right. get around the custom rules. We're going to be USDA inspected, so we can do that if you would like us to. If you would like to market your own beef to grocery stores or to farmer's markets and want to private label it, so to speak, mm-hmm. we'll have that capability. Or hopefully, as we get big enough and meet enough good suppliers and farmers who are kind of doing the right way of feeding, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, producing that quality beef. We'll start buying and running some beef through our store and selling halves and quarters ourselves if you don't want to do the private label, so right. to speak. You don't want to take the time to market it. We're hoping to have an outlet for the guys who are going above and beyond and give them an extra market outside of just selling to a feed yard or a packer. Right. And so you're going to have the ability to kind of identify those producers because you can you know what, you know, things grade, you've looked right. at that and you'll have a grader there, right? Uh, like with the inspection. Yeah, we're yeah. working on that. So the grading is actually through the Agricultural Marketing Service. It okay. It's separate of inspection. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't even yeah, know that. There's a whole other layer to that. Okay. So we're working on hopefully having one in Enid. That can, Eventually. When we need to grade a rail, we can. This is going to be pretty decent size. Yeah, listeners. pretty decent size. We're, I mean, we want to move a lot of meat through there. Um, and, you know, employ people and have just that outlet for local farmers and producers in Northwest Oklahoma. Prior to the pandemic, I, I believe Tonkawa is federally inspected now. Mm-hmm. But prior to the pandemic, the closest place you could go for federal inspection was Kiowa, Kansas. Right. And that's where I've um, gone yep. traditionally. Yep. I think outside of that, Walkie Brothers and Claremore, who do a great job. They're good guys. Just, I mean, it's a three-hour drive. Right. Beef. That's a long, t- long ways. Yep. And so you recognized a local need and... Oh, we get tired of telling people no on the phone. Right. <laughs> so you got a lot of calls. Yeah, we got a lot of calls. Because some people don't know that you don't process right. your own beef they there see, in-house. They see TNC meats. They think, oh, okay, I can take one there and get it killed. And it's... Yeah. yeah. If you guys look at the building, you can see there's no pins. Right. <laughs> there's nothing there to get to cow or anything. So will you be able to do like 
can somebody take you a, an old cow ground you yep. know ground beef and that yep. sort of thing okay eventually yep. that's a, that's a huge need too because we don't have any place in the state of oklahoma that can oh, handle that right well, we do now we have a okay. cow kill plant in um oh yeah northeast oklahoma yeah, right okay I'm well to think of the name of it i don't know what the name of it is either <laughs> i forgot it's about big that cabin i believe i think you're um, very that's right that's they're right. an outfit out of joplin that's doing cow kill and grind and i think they're doing 100 head a day or something oh like gosh that. so that's larger than my pretty thought. heavy cow kill okay that's great so there is an outlet in oklahoma now at okay least for that a ways but, over there but yeah it's a ways over there but it's at least there it's an option big question when do you expect to open? I'm hoping by spring of 2023. So. Okay. All right. So it's closer than I thought. Yeah. We, with ordering materials a year out or more, um, most of our equipment is either here or already on the way, so to speak, already built, just waiting to ship. Um, we have everything to get through construction for the most part, except okay. maybe a boiler is all we're waiting on. So okay. we've got all our wall panels, all our doors are already on site. Um, it's just going to take... Refrigeration units are in it, so, you know, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff there. It's just getting it all put together. Right, it's just going to take your manual labor, Eldon, to get, yep. it, get it done. Yeah. So, are you, you're subcontracting, like, the plumbing and stuff, Yeah, right? anything oh, inspected, you know, oh, mechanical, yeah. electrical plumbing okay. is all subcontracted. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that just I'm, sounds like a I huge job. That. We'll be doing wall panels, doors, pins, you okay. know, farmer type stuff that we can do. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This is excellent, Eldon. Yep. Thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, no to problem. Come over. I enjoyed it. You guys missed out on the Eldon brought me some hats and some free yummy <laughs> stuff. So I'm excited yep. to eat that. TNC barbecue sauce too. So right. And one. and your mom bakes stuff for the store too. My mom does bake stuff for the store occasionally. She's banana bread. It's banana bread. She just got done with fair season, so she'll hopefully be fired back up. <laughs> so she's been trying to, you know, take out the competition at the Garfield County and State Fair. So. <laughs> I like that sort of competition level. Yep. Um, and it's a it's a family it's a kind of a family business in some yep. ways. Your family's yep. there helping you. It's it's just a great place to support a great local business, and they have quality products. Yep. So, if you want more information about TNC Meats, find them uh, on Facebook, right? And uh, TNCMeats.com. Okay, so TNCMeats.com. We just launched a website. So. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't even see didn't know about that. Tell us where you're located. Uh, 2510 West Chestnut, Suite B okay. in Enid, um, next to the Walmart neighborhood market, next to Big Brother, so to speak. But, right, right. It's good. <laughs> um, Stonebridge Shopping Center is the name of it. So. Yeah, there's like an orthodontist next year. Orthodontist, I, chiropractor. Something. So, yeah. yeah. It's kind of in the kind of the little corner there. Yep. So, um, and then um, tell us when you're open. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to six. Okay. And we do call ahead orders, um, Facebook, that kind of stuff. Curbside, if you need it, we right. don't, do, don't do delivery. It's just kind of a hassle that. <laughs> oh yeah. That would take too much. Not enough time in the day. <laughs> yeah. And you do, oh, I forgot you do the jalapeno poppers. Those are pretty We great. do jalapeno poppers. Never had the opportunity um, to eat them because mm -hmm. I can't get them fast. Can't get there fast. New enough. one is the squealer stick. That's been really popular this year. Okay. So that's pork tenderloin wrapped in bacon with barbecue rub, like bite-sized pieces on a stick. Great. So that sounds delicious. <laughs> well, I never get there soon enough on Friday. We've got those every Friday. day. So. Okay. Yep. I'll have to get in there and get that. Yep. So don't forget to look them up on Facebook. They have specials for the day, ideas for supper. I saw yep. meatloaf the other day. That was an excellent idea. Yep. Meatloaf. We do ch hot smoked chicken on Wednesdays. Um, Try tips on Thursdays, barbecue on Fridays, so pulled pork, brisket, and we do baby back ribs on Saturdays, which were just voted best in Enid in the paper. So. Oh, that's, <laughs> there you have it. So, okay. Yep. 
Well, uh, Eldon, thanks so much for coming in. Um, I hope all you guys, all listeners can go out to TNC Meats this yeah. week. Get your tailgating food. Get your food yeah. for supper Any, there. Anything you uh, need. The side dishes, he's got anything every anything and everything except yep. the milk and eggs. You can't get that there. But yeah. you could be in the future. You never know. Yeah. Hopefully. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.